Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Dear Lord, I just pray for Dad right now, Lord. I pray that you would come to him and give him the words to say, Lord, so that he can preach. I pray that he would speak to people this morning, Lord. I pray that his words would be exactly what someone needed to hear this morning. You would give him the wisdom to know what to say. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. It's great when your daughter prays for you before you speak. It's a a real blessing. And uh, we just thank God for Hannah and for all the kids that we have who are watching online. Okay, well, we were going to watch a video clip this morning from a TV series called The Chosen, which we have been watching recently, but unfortunately, technology has got the better of us this morning, and we can't get any of the videos to work. So, um, instead of watching the video, we are going to read from John chapter 3, which is the passage that I wanted to look at. But can I just encourage you to watch The Chosen? It's uh, an eight-part TV series. It's only on YouTube, uh, and it's not a kind of Hollywood production. It's uh, done by Christians, and they wanted to do a series about the disciples and the life of Jesus, and they wanted to make it as close to the Bible as they possibly could. Uh, It is a fantastic series. There's eight in the first series. They're crowdfunding at the moment for the second series, And it is absolutely brilliant. It's such a blessing. Um, The bit I was going to play you this morning was where Nicodemus comes to meet Jesus. And it is such a powerful part of the video. It's just really worth watching. So please, if you've not heard of it or you've not started watching it, watch The Chosen. Don't worry if episode one is a little bit difficult to understand. It doesn't start where you think it's going to start with Jesus being born. It starts introducing you to the disciples uh, and Jesus only comes in at the very end of the first episode but it is worth persevering because it is really excellent and has been such a blessing as we've watched it I know other people in the church have watched it it's fab so go to YouTube The Chosen Uh, it's really really good so we're going to read the story instead of watching it from John chapter 3 There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can only reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. 
Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish leader, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned. But the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. So that's the story of Nicodemus. A bit of background, Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He's a member of the powerful ruling council of the Jews called the Sanhedrin. Highly regarded as a teacher of the law of Moses, he is establishment. And he's already seen Jesus perform miracles. And within that, there is some stirring in him that he needs and wants to know what Jesus and who Jesus is. And that's why he goes to Jesus. He goes at night when it's dark, so the other Pharisees can't see him. It's... uh, you know, he is one of the only Pharisees that comes forward and wants to speak with Jesus. The others just want to do him harm and get rid of him because he's causing such pain and uh, challenging their very thinking. And that's exactly what he does in this chapter. He challenges Nicodemus' thinking. Remember, Nicodemus would have known the Bible, the Old Testament, the law of Moses. He would have known it all. And yet Jesus came in and completely blew his mind. You see, what mattered to the Jews was being born into the right family. You were a Jew, you were a child of Abraham, and therefore you were safe. And now, here is Jesus saying, he is starting a new family. And natural birth, being a Jew, is not enough. You have to be born again to join this family. And this is mind-blowing for Nicodemus because he thought he was secure, he thought he was learned in the scriptures, he had all the head knowledge that you could possibly have and he was a child and a son of Abraham and then Jesus comes in and says, that's not enough, you now need to be born again by the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to have your heart changed, not your mind changed. And this is the battle that is going on here with Nicodemus. In The Chosen, Nicodemus questions Jesus and he says, are you here to save us from the Romans? Which is what the Jewish people thought the Messiah would do. He would come and he would 
stop this tyranny that the Romans were putting on the Jewish people. And Jesus said to him, no, I am not here to free you from the Romans. I am here to free you from sin. And suddenly there's that light bulb moment with Nicodemus and he says, so it's all about sin. And Jesus says, yes. And it is all about sin. And sin is not a very nice word. It's not a word that you hear preached very often. We don't like being told that we're a sinful people, that we uh, do things wrong all the time. But the whole point of Jesus' coming is that he is dealing with the problem of sin. So what do I mean by the problem of sin? What I mean is the Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of God's glory. Romans 3 verse 23 says that. All have sinned, not some, all. We are all born sinners, unfortunately. It started in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve broke the perfect relationship they had with God. And sin entered our hearts, it entered our spiritual DNA from that point onwards. And it's gone forward ever since. We're not born neutral. We're not born good. We are born with sin DNA in our hearts. We were having a conversation last summer with a friend of ours and he was saying, you know, we're all born good. And it's what you do with that good that makes your life important. You can turn it to bad. You can do what you want with it. And I'm like, hold on a minute. That is completely the opposite of the truth. We're not born good. We are born with sin DNA in us. We're called, Paul calls us, children of disobedience. And that's what we are. We are sinners from our birth. If you've had children, it's very easy for you to understand this. You don't teach your children to be naughty. They are naughty. And the church here will know that I have had lots of stories over the years about our children being naughty, and I'm going to let them off this morning. I'm not going to tell any stories about our children. But you don't teach your children to lie. You don't teach your children to do bad things, to be naughty. They are, by their very nature, And that is the point. We are sinners by our very nature. And Jesus has come to deal with that nature. He has come to deal with sin once and for all. And that's why Jesus says to Nicodemus, you have to be born again. You may have all the knowledge in the world in your head. You may think you know it all. You may live as best you can, as good as you can. You may try and keep the law, but you're never going to do it. It is impossible. You see, God is a level 10 God. He is up here. Now, you may be as good as you like. You may be as good as you can. Pay your taxes. Drive at the speed limit all the time, which is a very sore point for me at the moment, having just been caught speeding. (laughs) Julia's laughing at me. But you may be as good as you possibly can. You can do everything you think is right, but God is level 10 and you are never going to get to level 10. It doesn't matter whether you're level 7 or level 3, you are not reaching the level you need to be at. There is only one thing that can bring you to that level, and that is you're born again by God's Spirit. Your life is changed. 
The Spirit comes in and changes you. You become a born-again Christian. Now that's a dirty word, isn't it? A lot of people say, oh, you're not one of those born-again Christians, are you? As though it's derogatory in some way, but there are no other Christians. You are either born again or you're not. You can't be a Christian and not be born again by God's Holy Spirit. That's what John chapter 3 is all about. You must be born again by water and the Spirit. That's what Jesus says. There is only one way for your spirit to be changed. That is by Jesus coming by the Holy Spirit and changing you from inside out. So what about Jesus? How come he didn't inherit this sin DNA that we're talking about right the way from Adam, right the way through uh, all the ages that we inherit as we're born into this earthly world? How come Jesus didn't inherit that DNA? Well, the whole point is that Jesus was born of a virgin. Matthew 1 verse 20 says, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You see, Mary and Joseph didn't have sex. What was conceived in Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and therefore Jesus didn't have that sin DNA that we all have and are stuck with. It wasn't there. He was the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice, who takes away the sin of the world. As soon as John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, here is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the perfect sacrifice, the man who never sinned, the man who was level 10. Hallelujah. And yet, he was sacrificed that you and I may be restored to relationship with God. Just as Adam and Eve had that perfect relationship in the Garden of Eden. You know, Eden means pure delight. That's what God wants for us. And so he comes to us and he says, I am here to restore your relationship with God. Sin is dealt with by Jesus dying on the cross as our sacrifice. We should have been there. But Jesus comes and takes our place. He is our saviour. He doesn't come to condemn, John 3, 16, 17 says to us. He, God so loved the world, you, me. He so loved us that he gave his only son. He didn't come to condemn the world, he came to save us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just as people in Moses' day, as we read earlier, had to look up at the snake on the pole to be healed from the snake bites. So we have to look up to Jesus and believe and be healed of our sinful nature. That is the transformation that takes place when Jesus comes into your heart and you are born again. Paul in Ephesians says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. He's talking spiritually, not physically. You were dead, we are dead in our sins, our trespasses and sins. Spiritually we're dead. But God, 
who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead, has made us alive through Jesus Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You see, you can't get to God by being good. You can't get to God by reading every single piece of the Bible and understanding it all in your head. You can go on theology courses and you can do everything and you can have a brain full of what you know about God. But unless your heart is changed, nothing changes. Because God is not interested in intellect. He's interested in what is in your heart. Do you love me? Is what Jesus says. Do you love me? Because I And I gave my life as a sacrifice for you. This is the transformation that takes place. From death to life. There is no greater transformation than this. It's not a subtle little tiny change. It is a massive change and it is for eternity. Hallelujah. Nicodemus came to see Jesus. He talked with him. He discussed what was going on. He knew that this man was different. He said, no one can do these things unless he comes from God. He had realised who Jesus was. What's lovely is that at the end of chapter, uh, at the end of John, Nicodemus appears again. I'm just going to read you the verses from John 19. Verse 38 to 42. Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate, if he could take down Jesus' body from the cross. So Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who came to Jesus by night. He brought out 75 pounds or 33 kilos of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. And following Jewish burial custom, they wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. They were near a garden where there was a tomb, never used before, and they laid Jesus there. Nicodemus, the man who came to see Jesus by night to make sure he wasn't seen and the Pharisees couldn't see him, now in the light, in the day, in front of all the Pharisees and the Sadducees, in front of the Romans, in front of everyone, he and Joseph take Jesus' body from the cross and wrap it up and put him into the tomb. The perfumed ointment was expensive. But what has happened is that Nicodemus has seen the light. Out of darkness into light. That is what Jesus talks about in John 3. That is what happens You come out of darkness and into light. The light is switched on. Suddenly you see everything clearly and suddenly Nicodemus realises that this is the Messiah. Nicodemus was born again. His heart was changed forever. Suddenly, no longer does he need to hide. Whatever is coming his way from the other Pharisees and Sadducees, he will take because his life has been changed forever. 
Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He took away Nicodemus' sin. He takes away my sin. He takes away your sin. This is what happens when we are born again. Hallelujah. In my mum's house at home, there is a Garrett family shield on the wall. And it's been on the wall for years and years and years. And it's sort of next to the dining table. And on it, there is a, an inscription in Latin which says, Certe Cruce Salus. And uh, we were looking at it one evening while we were having dinner and we suddenly thought, we don't even know what Certe Cruce Salus means. So we looked it up and it means sure salvation through the cross. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's on our family crest, which is an amazing blessing. But the whole point is, sure salvation through the cross is not just for the Garrett family. It is for every family represented here this morning. Every family listening. Every person listening. That is true for you. Certe cruce salus. Sure salvation through the cross. That is what Jesus offers. He offers to save you. He offers to change your heart. He offers to take your sin and gives you robes of righteousness. This is for everyone. We're going to sing a song in a minute that says, all your promises are yes and amen. And that is the truth. When Jesus says something, it is now and forever it will be. Hallelujah. Just to finish, 2 Corinthians 5 says this, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. That's what Christ has come for to bring us back to God, to bring us back into relationship, to deal with the problem of sin, to reconcile us to God. Lord, we thank you that you saved Nicodemus with all his questions, with all his wondering, how can this be? You saved him. And you saved me. You saved so many of us. Lord Jesus, thank you that salvation is still available in 2020. You are still changing hearts. You are still getting people born again in 2020. That is what the Alpha Course is all about. You have questions about what it is to be born again. Come on the Alpha Course. Get those questions answered. Jesus wants your heart. He wants to know, do you love me? Because he loves you. Let's sing this song, Yes and Amen. All your promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah.